With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll rip your arm off. You what? Get your ass back home. Get in the gym and figure out what the hell you're doing wrong. Why is it called the five point move? I'm frustrated with the way our Greco guys from the United States are treated because they are good athletes, they are good human beings that want to win. We got to help them get there. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Five Point Move podcast. I'm Tim Hans, founder and senior editor for FivePointMove.com. And what we have here is a special episode, a Halloween episode, and it is a snappy episode. And that is because there is only one segment and two guests. 2019 Junior World Bronze Medalist Austin Nutter. And 2019 Junior World Bronze Medalist Peyton Omanya. In fact, in just a couple few days, Peyton Omanya will be competing at the U23 World Championships in Budapest, Hungary. Look, this episode was to have been recorded and released over a month ago, but everybody's schedule got crazy. My schedule certainly got crazy, and I would rather do something well than do something fast, and that's life. Plus, and I know our podcast does it too. Everybody's podcast has a number at the end, like episode number, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think of hours in those terms. I don't, I think of it as, you know, you have seasons, like a TV show or something like that. And we are hitting a new season. And so you can think of Austin Nutter and Peyton Omanya's appearance on the Five Point Move podcast as what? The first podcast of this season. That's how I like to think of it anyway. Enough of me yammering. Here we go. Austin Nutter and Peyton Omanya. Represent your team or club with top quality singlets, board shorts, and two-piece uniforms from BarbarianApparel.com. Get creative with team logos and custom designs that make a statement on and off the mat. Worn by the pros and trusted by national teams all over the world, Barbarian Apparel supplies wrestlers with the look and feel they need to conquer the competition. Team orders and discounts are always available. To learn more, stop by BarbarianApparel.com today and save 10% off using coupon code BA10. Barbarian Apparel, style everyone notices, quality everyone respects. Joining me now are 2019 Junior World Bronze Medalist Austin Nutter and Peyton Omania. And there's been a little bit of distance now between the Junior Worlds and what you guys are up to lately. And we're going to get to that because there's concerns and goals and objectives, both in the short and long term for this season involving both of you guys. But it's the Junior World performances, I think. Everybody still wants to know about everybody still talking about because not only were they bronze medal winning performances, but they were very, very exhilarating. They came at a great time for the U.S. program. And and you both have been for some years now, uh, two of the hotter, more higher profile prospects we have in this sport. Um, 
let's just jump right into Estonia and then we'll double back to the present time. And both you guys have competed in world tournaments before the junior worlds this year. You were both on the team last year. Uh, Peyton, you've been on a few teams. You were on the cadet team as well in 16. Um, and you were all, and, and it's funny because in Peyton, correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2017, you couldn't, you couldn't go cadet because you barely missed the cutoff. Is that not correct? Yeah, my birthday in December. Yeah, there it is. December 15. It's ridiculous how they just, I, I don't get how they do these things, but they do them. So uh, it's the same. When you have kids, they do this, like, you know, the cutoff for what grade they start at and everything else. But, but considering that you both had the Junior Worlds in 2018, did not go your way, that kind of set up the storyline for 2019. So let's start with the first two match, the first matches for both of you guys. For and the first matches, and when I say that, I'm not even talking about draws. You know, the first matches were important here, and certainly in my purview, because you both left last year's world tournament with bad taste in your mouth. Nutter will begin with you, because you had an aggressive guy, Zaur Nuraya from Azerbaijan, who seemed like tailor-made for your style. It was a little bit of a shootout before you got the pin. But, you know, I don't know how to kind of phrase this, but was the method of victory at all important to you? Or was the sheer fact that you got that first one out of the way kind of like a weight off your chest? Yeah, that was really huge for me because one thing I really learned coming out of 2018 was getting that first match out of the way, because that literally is going to dictate the entire tournament, obviously, because if you lose, you have a good chance of being done. But coming out of, like, 2018, I was just, I just wanted to get that first match. I wanted to win and set myself up for to have a good tournament. Peyton, you had Korea, uh, Lee Jaiwon, and you really, you really piled on right out of the gate. And just like Austin said, if anything, this bout really set the tone for the way you wrestled through the tournament. Uh, was it was it doubly meaningful in that way to get that first one, but also in a manner that expressed flashes of dominance? Uh, I just I didn't really think too much at all. I was just like, now that was I think it was my third world championship, so. I kept telling myself it doesn't really feel any different. The lead up didn't feel any different than just another tournament. So I didn't. I don't think I thought too much about just a first match or anything. It was just I just want. I'm just trying to wrestle, score as many points as I can. Well, you did. I mean, I think in the first match you got 13. The second match you got 13. I think in the third match you got like I think it's 10 to one. I'm not looking at it. Yeah, it was 10 to one. Well, before we keep going here, you, you you guys both defeated athletes from stout countries, you know, whatever, Korean, Azerbaijan, Iran. How about this for just a minute for optics sake? Because like so many times, it seems like those up, those are uphill, at least perception wise, those are uphill battle matchups for Americans. I don't care who answers this first, but does beating guys from supposed, you know, powerhouse nations 
help like in any way, like send a message to your contemporaries and even those in the U.S. program who are younger. Like, hey, look at these these dudes from like Iran and wherever else. They're not, you know, we're building them out to maybe sometimes more than they are. Go ahead. I mean, also. yeah, I think it. Okay, I think. Uh, I think it's like it really shows like America. It doesn't matter where they're from, but like, like you should just go out and uh, wrestle your style, no matter where they're from, and just be prepared to beat them at all times. And obviously, it's going to be a tough match, but I think you should go out with the same mindset in every match, no matter who you have, and just bang and try to try to beat the hell out of the guy. But yeah, I don't think it should really matter where they're from. But I mean, it does make a difference because obviously there's some powerhouses, but. No, I think having the same mindset every match is huge in that. Chime in, Omanya. Uh, yeah. It's like the same thing he said. That they breathe the same air we breathe. They bleed. I don't know. It's just you can't be you can't be scared. I, I've been I I've been scared before when I was young and I was wrestling someone from a different country. It's a little intimidating, but you just got to get over the fact. It's just another person. One advantage you both have had is a lot of international experience at a, at a relatively young age, especially in the context of our country. Uh, Peyton, you got a big dose of that with the Junior World Duels since you were young. And Nutter, you you know, you were going overseas as well, uh, what, when you were, I don't know, 15, 16, whatever that is. So, like, I mean, that's an advantage. But I always thought that, I always think it's important. You know, even, and I look at the 2017 cadet team in a way because, you know, even though we only had one medalist, that's one of my favorite teams of the last bunch of years because we had guys in our, on that cadet team from the U.S. who had never wrestled international guys before. And they were monsters out there. And I just, I like to see it because I think it shows the younger guys like, you know, yes, these guys from these other countries are excellent, but I mean, they are fallible. They are beatable. Like, there's no reason to look at the country code on the back of their singlet and be shook over it. You know what I'm saying? Things like this. The only thing I remember was Colton. That's it. All right, well, fair enough. I mean, your team... No, I remember, I remember seeing some of the matches, and I thought, I was like, wow, these kids are just going for it. And, I mean, they really don't have a care in the world about who they're wrestling, and they're, they're just trying to win. And I saw some of the uh, flurries and stuff that they were doing. I was like, okay, this is exactly what we need for our for Greco Roman in the United States. Well, yeah, but. you had those white guys. You had, you had Ragason, Lucas Bird, Ridge Lovett, just going out there like mm-hmm. killers. Oh, I remember that team. I remember that team now. Yeah, I, I remember, remember some of the crazy matches. Yeah, those kids are tough. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. All right, well, let's let's get back to focusing on you guys. Uh, okay, so. Look, the semifinals didn't pan out for either. Austin, you drew Amaya, an obvious stud, but you came out attacking. And all, and not to minimize him, but all he really did was counter your attempts, your arm attempts for points. Virtually all of his points, actually, except aside from, the, I think, the last two, were the result of your actions. What was, which I, which to be honest with you, I thought was actually pretty encouraging because it was on your, it was on your shield. 
what was your immediate response to this bout? And did you need like, did you need like a minute to bounce back knowing you were going to be in the bronze medal round the next day? Did you like need to, you know, regain perspective, so to speak? Well, personally, I, I learned a lot from that match with, you know, game planning as the match goes on and, you know, not just being rock headed and sticking to the same game plan, even though it's not working. But um, afterwards, I knew I was going to be in the bronze match. So I was like, Hey, I can't, I can't let this match bother me. This is huge. I'm in the I have a chance to win a medal. So I need to, uh, you know, keep my head on straight and focus on the task at hand. But, you know, looking back on the match, I was like, Dang, if I could have just, you know, maybe changed a few things, um, maybe pummel a little bit more and stayed in the match rather than just trying to score. Cause sometimes you can't always just be trying to score. And, you know, maybe I could have changed something and could have gotten a gold medal match. But yeah, looking back on it, I was like, I, I got to have a short memory here and, you know, focus on the bronze match. No, that's, that's perfect. Uh, Peyton, you had the Georgian, uh, Shotads. Shotadze, just a brute, a very sound positional battler who was very tough to crack open. Um, I know you pretty well. I, I don't, you know, I didn't ask you this yet. I don't know if there were elements of frustration in there. Um, how were you able to refocus with the bronze round coming up the next day? Um, I, I, I didn't really... I don't really, I didn't focus on the win or the loss. I never really focused on the win or the loss, more just how I wrestled. So I think that I was, I was satisfied with, with my effort, at least. You know, I didn't roll over for anybody. It wasn't like, I, I, I got them tired. So, I mean, I was okay with, uh, with the effort. So I just, it was just like, just another match. Woke up the next morning, made weight, got fun, score points. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because you both had, the, I mean, what, what turned out to be, I mean, you both had, like, the two guys in your weight who were, you know, uh, I guess even going in, like, perceived top guys. And you exit the tournament, both you exit the tournament as bronze medalist, but you also exit the tournament making a very big, I think impression on everybody else just the, with the way, if you look at your collective bodies of work from the event, at least that's how I see it now. Um, I, I mean, I certainly saw that in the immediate aftermath as well, which is why let's get to the bronze matches. Both were spectacular, like adrenalizing victories. Uh, Nutter, you were down six, nothing right away to Poland. And then you walked back to the center of the mat like John frickin' Wayne, and then got around him, lifted him, and then caught him on his back and pinned him. Walk us through, like, that surge of excitement when you were able to trap him, and then, you know, you, you have him on his back, and you see the hand go up and the signal for the fall arrive. I mean, even looking back at it now, I mean, it even gets me super pumped, but uh, I... When he tried the headlock, I was like, okay, I saw an opening on my lift. I was able to secure that. I threw it over. And I, I saw that when I saw him on his back, for the, you know, that split second in my head, which I can still see right now, I was like, I just, I, it was just like, it was the reflex. And I went after it. 
got his head, pinned him. And I mean, when I saw, when I saw that ref's hand go up in the air, I was just, I was so stoked about it. I mean, I looked over to Lucas and I was like, I was like, like, we did it. I mean, after all the, all the years and work we put towards this, it was just super, super awesome. And then everything leading up to the tournament, I had some, you know, family issues dealing with my, my grandpa had passed right before, like a week before my, uh, world tournament. So, I mean, and all that, it was just, it was just surreal. And I was just so excited to get it done. Oh, for sure. I mean, the way that that match is, no matter how that match was going to end, you just knew that you were going to get back in it with the way it did. It was very, 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 very memorable. Um, like, I mean, I, I, even now, I, I remember it very well. As, and I, I, it's like that image is like burned into my brain. Um, and then Peyton, you, your match was also exhilarating because you were ahead four nothing on Wong from China, and you didn't you didn't know it at the time. You couldn't know it at the time, but in the second period, you dumped over another headlock for two points. Now he did reverse and uh, get some follow up points on that, but you had the points you needed by then because. You had scored on that clutch headlock earlier for two. It was your willingness, already up for nothing, to score again while you were able to get this win. What were your thoughts immediately upon the conclusion of the match? I was, I was, I remember, I, I blacked out to be honest. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, to recall. Any of my big match, uh, I black out every time. I'm just screaming. But I, I do remember afterwards, right before the podium, I was like super happy, and and Coach Houston was like fired up. He was like he was like mad fired up. Dude, it was weird. The world was fired up. Like yeah, I, I it was crazy. It. And then I was like, I was like, man. And then. It was just a celebration from there. It was just, let's, let's go. And then Olympic redshirt talk right away. And then just um, making the Olympic team. I'll just, just say it right away. Well, it's just crazy. It's like both of your bronze matches like had like these like incredible elements to them. Like Austin's like basically two points away from perhaps getting bounced out of there. Right. And he's caught in a trap on. Exactly yeah. right. I know, and, that, and that's something that I remember talking to Linlin about. That like, like that's another part to that, right? Exactly. And then, and for you, I keep I, I for you, Peyton, is that second that second headlock. Like I think about it a lot. Don't stop scoring ever. That is the lesson. Man. That is the lesson. Like, for sure. How about the coaches? Because you both have mentioned them. Um, now, aside from, aside from, you know, of course, Nate Angle, who was the junior world team coach, uh, you both had your longtime personal coaches. And for Austin, that was Luke Castell and Omania. You had Halverson there. And you also had uh, uh, Chris Williams as, as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, Halverson, as is the case with uh, Nutter and Stell, has been very close to you for a very long time. I imagine you, Peyton, the emotional connection 
involved in all of this was probably overwhelming. Yeah, it's like my dad, so that was cool. What were the conversations like, you know, once, uh, you know, after you get your medal and once, like, you know, you have a, a couple minutes to breathe a little bit, like, what, what are you kind of talking about with Halverson in the arena? I'm not, I'm not joking with you. He like was, he was mad kind of, he was showing me technique right after it was like right back to work. It was like two minutes of like, Oh, like good job. And then seriously back to work instantly. That's when I knew like he, he, we were just getting started. Well, that was kind of the foundation for us. He knew now. Austin, you had it just got us pumped. I guess I could say. Austin, you had Lucas. Uh, to similar kind of thing, you know. Uh, you've been with Lucas for a long time. I mean, you're at Northern now, but Lucas still your, you know, still holds the same kind of role in your eyes. Uh, what were the conversations like with Lucas? You know, um, this was a goal for the last couple of years. Uh, you gambled on yourself. Uh, as a young man going to Northern in the first place, uh, what were some of those, what was some of the talk like with Lucas? A, a lot like what Peyton said was just like, just getting started, but like, uh, like something that we finally did, like all the work that we've been, we've been putting in like all the time and investment and everything going in. Like it finally, like, we're starting to see our, like paying off our results paying off and it's just really cool to, you know, think about all the times that we've spent together, you know, just like talking and this has been a goal for so long and just finally putting it together and bringing home a medal. It was just, it was just great talks and it was just, it was all good. Okay. Now we will, we will go ahead and like double back to the immediate concerns. Uh, both of you will be in the same senior weight class, I think, right? 67 kilograms. But your seasons won't start the same way. Uh, Peyton, you are taking your redshirt for the Olympic year. But before anything else, you have the U23 Worlds coming up right around the corner. How has, yes, sir. Well, how has it been? How has preparation been? What does it look like? And does, you know, does having a world medal now embolden you a little bit more going into this tournament? Um. No, I don't think having a medal changes anything because I still kind of no. There's no satisfaction yet. I don't think. I don't know it, but the preparation has been really good because I never really slowed down very much after junior, sort of jumped back into seeing things. So went back to doing the same thing I was doing as soon as I came home. So. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the work was was done on the front end. So coming for this backside, I'm just ready to, to fire it up again. Uh, Nutter, I actually don't know uh, your schedule. Um, well, first off, how has these last two months been as far as getting back on the mat and whatever kind of uh, you had a, I don't know if you took a little respite or not. And uh, what is going to be your first thing out of the gate here? Are you going to New York? I will not be going to New York. Okay, well, what are you doing? 
Well, <laughs> it's just like you just might. Oh, okay. Back. No, like I will not be going. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, right after uh, right after Worlds, I took a couple weeks off, and you know, started came back up to Northern. I started school and uh, got back in the swing of things with Andy Bisek up here, and uh, we just started training again. You know, we started slow, but obviously things are picking up with a lot of our guys going to the NYC. Um, and then um, I'm probably not going to go to the Open because I already qualified for the Olympic trial. So my next tournament will be, I will be going overseas uh, the second semester of the school year. So I just got to put the trip together and start training hard, you know, just get things ready for the spring. Okay, so your first competition out of the gate isn't going to be until 2020? Yes, sir. Okay. What is... And what is the attitude for both of you right now when it comes to this next step? Okay, uh, sure. You both have some time left at U23, and Peyton is going to be working for a medal in a couple of weeks. But for this year, this is an important season, and this weight class in particular has some very established seniors, including the guy Many consider him perhaps to be the best overall athlete in the country, and that was Holman. What is the plan of attack for you guys when it comes to going after these senior athletes with the stakes so high? Well, stay hungry. Never get the mindset that you can't beat anyone on any given day because you put the work in. You can, you can be whoever you put your mind to. For me, uh, it's just been, don't even think about it. I don't know. I don't like to, to look too far ahead into that. So just day by day, continue to get better, win another medal, get better again. I mean, wherever you're at, you're at. Just don't leave anything on the table because you'll regret it. How about the state of the program? the state of Greco in the United States right now. When U.S. athletes compete well against foreigners, that's something we kind of, uh, you know, attach to, is that we are, when I say we, the U.S. program continually continuing to establish itself against the best competition possible. Like, do you guys see it that way, that it's almost like winning a junior world medals. You won them for yourselves, and that's fantastic. But you also won them for the country in a, in a way that's kind of like almost like a public service announcement. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think it's, I think it's really awesome to see, you know, Greco, you know, winning at all levels. I think it's, it's cool to see us doing well. Maybe sometimes we don't win a medal, but the fact that we're winning more and more matches every tournament and, doing better than we did last year or the year before that. I think it's really cool to see the change that we're making in the United States and, you know, the positive atmosphere that we're putting in with the younger kids, all the way up to the seniors. I think it's, it's really cool to see the improvement that we're making as a country. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up. Uh, Austin Nutter, you're not going to see him, I guess, compete until somewhere in the winter of 2020. But we sure wish you well. We wish you health. We wish you good grades. Uh, I don't know. Whatever else. I, 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 I continue with, Thanks. I, I, 
A haircut. <laughs> Pleasant social life. Um, whatever else. And then Peyton Omanya right in front of everybody's eyes will be back on a mat in just, I don't know, uh, a couple weeks, is it? Yeah. Gosh. Tune in November 2nd and 3rd. There it is. Right on wrestling. All right, guys. We'll look at I mean, I've talked to you both, and I think you're both wonderful athletes and tremendous ambassadors for our sport. But nevertheless, thank you very, very much for popping on, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Anytime, Tim. Take care. And that was Austin Nutter and Peyton Omanya, two of the United States Greco-Roman program's best young athletes. And you know, that was true actually before the bronze medals. That has actually been true for a, a few years now, but it's the bronze medals that have raised Austin's and Peyton's uh, respective profiles here. And look, in just a couple days, Peyton Omanya, like I mentioned at the outset, U23 Worlds, I think that's his third world team over the last few years, right? Cadet, two junior teams, and now this U23 team, so that's four teams. So there you go. And he's taking a Olympic red shirt. Got a lot of other guys taking Olympic red shirts. And it's going to be a crazy year, crazy Olympic season coming up, and there's a lot of excitement uh, a lot of stuff to get to over the next couple of weeks. After the U23 Worlds wraps up, there's going to be a group of seniors going to Tbilisi, the NYAC tournament. Then there's the Haparanda Cup and the Visto Cup. And then there'll be the U.S. Nationals Olympic Trials Qualifier. So there's going to be a lot to get to. And that's awesome. Social media concerns to follow Austin Nutter on Twitter. You may do so at AN63KG. So AN63 kilograms in a way. AN63KG. On Instagram, you can follow Austin at Austman, A L S T M A N 63 kilograms. Austman 63KG. Peyton Omania's got the best, one of the best uh, handles, Twitter handles, whatever you want to call it, screen names. What do you call these things? P, the number eight, I-N underscore. And it's the same for Instagram. Peyton underscore. But it's not, you get it, right? The number eight, instead of spelling out his first name, P-E-Y-T-O-N, sounded out, right? Anyway, Peyton, P, the number eight, I-N underscore. Dennis Hall, follow Dennis Hall on Twitter for no reason in or whatsoever. You can do so at Dennis Hall WGW. And for USA Greco Roman news and athlete perspectives, go to https5pointmove.com. And please follow along on Twitter at 5PTMove. That's it for episode 29, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.